Hello, this is Aban from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 8th of December. The Gujarat and Himachal Pradesh Assembly election results are almost final. While the BJP seems to have secured a record victory in Gujarat, the Congress is set to return to power in Himachal Pradesh. Himachal Chief Minister Jairam Thakur said that he respects the mandate and was going to hand over his resignation to the governor while the Congress crossed the majority mark in the 68-member Assembly with 39 seats. The Congress polled 43.9% of the total votes while the BJP got a 43% vote share. Meanwhile, the Congress has reportedly begun moving its winning MLAs to Chandigarh where party leaders are likely to meet to discuss the course of action. Party observer Rajiv Shukla said the legislators may be moved away for convenience and that the BJP's poaching attempts will not succeed if the Congress tally in Himachal crosses 40, five above the majority mark. Before leaving for Shimla, he said, and I quote, We may call them to Shimla too. We will decide by the evening. Unquote. Two other Himachal observers, Chhattisgarh Chief Minister Bhupesh Baghel and Haryana leader Bhupinder Hudda, are reaching the hill state's capital too. Meanwhile, Congress leader Sachin Pilot has earned praise from Shukla for the party's performance in Himachal, a state which the former Rajasthan Deputy Chief Minister was the party's in charge of. Pilot's nemesis and Rajasthan Chief Minister Ashok Gehlot was in charge of Gujarat, where the Congress is heading for its worst defeat. In Gujarat, the BJP made a record by winning more than 150 seats in the 182-member Assembly. Incumbent Chief Minister Bhupendra Patel will be sworn in for a second term on December 12th. Prime Minister Narendra Modi tweeted a message of thanks, saying he is overcome with a lot of emotions. He said, and I quote, People blessed politics of development and at the same time expressed a desire that they want this momentum to continue at a greater pace. I bow to Gujarat's Jan Shakti, unquote. He also thanked the people of Himachal Pradesh for their affection and support. The PM played a key role in the party's victory, holding several rallies in Gujarat. The BJP registered a record victory, breaking the Congress's score of 149 in 1985. Even its chief strategist Amit Shah had set a target of 140 seats. With just under 20 seats, Congress is looking at its worst show ever. The Aam Aadmi Party, meanwhile, was leading in five seats, with its CM candidate Isudhan Garbi losing to the BJP with a margin of over 18,000 votes. The trends hint that a split in the Congress's support base has benefited the AAP. They also suggest a dip in support for the party among Muslim and Dalit voters. In a video message, Delhi Chief Minister Arvind K. Jival said, and I quote, Gujarat's people have given us the national status that only a few parties have. It's an amazing achievement for a small, young party, unquote. The oath-taking ceremony will take place at 2pm on Monday in the presence of Prime Minister Narendra Modi and Union Home Minister Amit Shah, State BJP President C.R. Patil said. Meanwhile, Results were also announced for the six seats across five states that saw bipoles. The BJP has won in Uttar Pradesh's Rampur Assembly seat, a stronghold of Samajwadi Party's Muslim face Azam Khan and his family. The SP had claimed that people were not allowed to vote and were beaten to prevent them from coming out to vote on Monday. The constituency had recorded a poor voter turnout with less than 40% of eligible voters turning up at booths. The BJP got over 60% of the vote share. SP candidate Dimpal Yadav retained the main Puri Lok Sabha seat while BJP's Kedar Prasad Gupta won from Kurhani Assembly constituency in Bihar. The Congress was leading in both Sardar Shahar in Rajasthan and Bhanu Pratapur in Chhattisgarh. The BJD won in Odisha's Padampur Assembly seat while the RLD emerged victorious in UP's Khatoli. 
Listeners, there's something for everyone in Indian politics this week. The Aam Party has won the Delhi municipal elections, the Bharatiya Janata Party has backed Gujarat, and the Congress will be back in power in Himachal Pradesh. Then there are those who have fewer reasons to be happy. The poster Access My India, for instance. In Gujarat and Delhi, the polling firm broadly put out the correct outcome, but it seems to have seriously underestimated the BJP. To understand why, read Ayush Tiwari's report. It is titled, Why Access My India Exit Poll Underestimated the BJP in Delhi, Gujarat. The News Laundry team was on ground in Gujarat and Himachal to bring you reports, interviews and another election show to understand election issues and explore voter concerns. Such coverage requires resources and we are a tad behind meeting our NL Sena fund targets. So do check out our coverage and consider supporting us. We're able to raise difficult questions only because you have got our back. If you haven't already subscribed to News Laundry, please head over to our website and press that subscribe button on the top right-hand corner. Pay to keep news free. On the second day of the winter session of Parliament, the Rajya Sabha cleared the Wildlife Protection Amendment Bill 2022. The legislation, which was approved by the Lok Sabha on August 2nd, seeks to expand the list of species covered under the Wildlife Protection Act 1972 and offer better management of protected areas. As per its goals, the law seeks to fulfil India's commitments under the Convention on International Trade in Endangered Species of Wild Fauna and Flora, which mandates that nations regulate the trade of all listed specimens through permits. It also seeks to allow the transfer or transport of a captive elephant by a person holding a certificate of ownership for religious or any other purpose. Several MPs said the words any other purpose were too vague and may encourage the commercial trade of elephants. Trinamool Congress MP Sushmita Dev said it even contradicted the legislation which sought to regulate the transportation of wildlife. Congress leader and former Environment Minister Jairam Ramesh had earlier written to Union Environment Minister Bhupendra Yadav. He had pointed out that several recommendations of the Standing Committee, which looked into provisions of the proposed law, had been rejected. Meanwhile, leaders of the opposition parties staged a walkout in the Lok Sabha, claiming they were not permitted to bring up a number of concerns. The Lok Sabha was also adjourned for an hour before a heated discussion on the ongoing Karnataka-Maharashtra border dispute. During Zero Hour, Congress leader Adhir Ranjan Chaudhary tried to speak about reports on Chinese activity along the LSE, but he was not allowed to raise the issue. Five days after an FIR based on an ABVP member's complaint, authorities in Madhya Pradesh are cracking down on Dr. Farad Khan, the author of Collective Violence and Criminal Justice System. The ABVP member alleged that the book showed the RSS and the Hindu community in poor light. The complainant, a law student and ABVP member, said it was being taught to law students and was present inside the library in the government Naveen Law College in Indore. State Home Minister Narottam Mishra said that authorities have already begun probing complaints relating to another book authored by Khan and that the findings will be part of the main investigation. Dr. Farah Khan, meanwhile, was handed an arrest notice but granted spot bail while she was undergoing dialysis at a hospital in Pune, the Indian Express reported. The paper quoted DCP R.K. Singh, who said that the police have also been trying to trace down Hitesh Khitrapal, the publisher of Amar Law Publication. He said a departmental inquiry has also been initiated against Professor Morza Mojic and former principal Inamur Rahman. The FIR has been lodged under sections 153A, 153B, 295A, 500, 504, 505, 505 and 34 of the IPC. Congress leader and Rajya Sabha MP Vivek Tanka, meanwhile, said that he opposes this book under legal principles 
but it is also not right for the state government to fulfill its agenda with the help of the police. In the first such move within the legacy news outlet in over 40 years, more than 1,100 staffers of the New York Times will go on strike at midnight on Thursday, according to the Workers' Union. The strike is scheduled after journalists and other employees of the media outlet, which is frequently described as America's paper of record, failed to reach an agreement with the firm on a new round of contract discussions. While employees not affiliated with the union will continue to work, it is yet to be seen how the absence of such a large number of workers will affect operations. A major hurdle was the management's failure to increase salaries in tune with rising inflation, according to the News Guild of New York, the union that represents the striking workers. In order to secure a better newsroom for everyone, the union claimed that its members were ready to do what it takes. According to an NYT report, Guild members had also objected to biases during the appraisal process, saying in a report that white Guild members were given good ratings, while black and Hispanic members tended to get lower ratings. This is the first time NYT journalists are stopping work since 1981. It is regrettable that they are taking such an extreme move when we are not at an impasse, New York Times spokesperson Daniel Rhodes-Ha said in a statement to US media. In the first execution to be reported over the protests that have shaken the Iranian regime, a man found guilty of obstructing traffic and wounding a paramilitary member with a machete was hanged on Thursday. Mohsin Shikari, a 23-year-old, was convicted and sentenced to death after a legal process that has been denounced as a show trial by rights groups. The Iranian government recently abolished the morality police after a months-long agitation in several parts of the country after Mahsa Amini's death. Human rights groups say that at least a dozen other people are currently at risk of imminent execution after being sentenced to death over the protests. Mahmoud Amiri Mukhaddam, director of the Oslo-based group Iran Human Rights, called for a strong global reaction, warning that otherwise we will face mass execution of protesters. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.